Welcome to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music. Today's playlist, top eight songs off of my iTunes library. Alright, so it's been a big week in nerddom and we got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, obviously the big story this week, Batman vs. Superman. We Batman vs. Superman. So obviously it's probably going to be... I mean, it's going to roll all the way until Civil War probably is going to be in the, in the top of the charts. You would think so. I mean, it uh, it went over $500 million as of uh, Wednesday, wow. so less than a week in worldwide. Wow. Um, so we have here sitting here Joey Savage and Corey DLG. We're going to talk a little bit about our thoughts on Batman versus Superman. It's going to be pretty interesting because I, for one, really like the movie. Uh, not so much. Not Corey so didn't. Much. So it's going to be a good... Um, a good conversation. So let's start with this. What did you not like about it? Okay. Uh, I want to preface this by saying what I saw was beautiful. It was a great movie. Uh, except it doesn't stand alone. So because of the Marvel and of, because of the Marvel and the way the Avengers are doing their business, DC kind of now feels obligated to world build in their movies. But they feel behind, it seems like. Now with, with that though, do you think that DC in the Marvel movies, we have to compare one to the other? Or can they just be their own separate oh, entity? No, no, They can be their own separate, but I feel like DC is comparing themselves to Marvel. And I think a lot of people out there also, you know, they're comparing this movie, well, you know, Marvel did it like this. And so I think that's one of the contrasts for people who aren't so much liking it or coming from. What do you right, think? right. Well, and that's the thing is that Marvel took the time to introduce each character independently and then kind of mold them and merge them together. Whereas in this movie... DC is kind of taking some liberties with your $10 and just saying, trust us, we're going to explain a lot of this stuff later. And that, to me, is sort of where it becomes not a good movie because it doesn't it doesn't stand on its own. You don't get to just watch this movie and say, this is a movie. You get to watch this movie and say, it's a sequel, kind of, to Man of Steel, but also it's part Justice League. It's You know, they never even say Wonder Woman's name, the whole movie. Correct. So just... Quick brief history. So, was it two years ago? Uh, Zack Snyder and Man of Steel came out. Right. And uh, crushed the box Crushed office. it. Did incredibly uh, successful. However, there were people who didn't like that movie as well. Like, there's just some people out there who don't like Zack Snyder. Haters gonna hate. And so, I think uh, what happened is DC saw the success of that, and then they wanted to go forth with their universe. And so, they kind of jam-packed some stuff into this movie. So, essentially, I mean, you, everyone by this point seen Batman vs. Superman... Um, it starts off, the movie starts off with Batman, uh, being the central character. Yeah, this is essentially, I feel like it's, where was Batman when Superman happened? Right. And then it's also Lex Luthor's story. So you have Batman and Superman kind of going at it with, um, Lex Luthor in the background kind of pulling the strings. Uh, Batman and Superman end up fighting. Uh, and then at the end, uh, Lex Luthor creates, uh, the Doomsday character. Um, if you're familiar with, uh, the Death of Superman comic line, Superman and Death, Doomsday fight. Uh, Doomsday dies. Superman dies, and that's kind of what happened in in the movie. Uh, at the end, Superman dies, and kind of leading into Batman and Wonder Woman, as you said, who they never even mentioned her name as Wonder Woman, and they barely um, only call her Diana like once. once. Um, they're going to go look for a Justice League. So we'll get back to um, give me some a few other things that you didn't per se like in this movie. Definitely in that middle scene. Where Batman essentially kind of sees the future. I, I'm okay with the idea of clearly there was some sort of time travel at play there because he he gets visited from. I was wrong. I actually thought it was Cyborg because the mask opens up. 
the credits credit that scene to the Flash's uh, right, actor. Right. So apparently so, it's the Flash who comes back in time. Yeah, he. I mean, if you guys aren't familiar with Flash, the character um, in the comics, he can run so fast that he can cross um, timelines. So he can he can basically time travel with his speed. So I can kind of, uh, if they want to explain it, that when the Flash time travels, he brought a memory to Batman. Uh, okay, all right. I'm, I'm okay. at least you know I'm willing to give it a. a I'll, I'll nibble, but it. it it was completely just left there in the middle of the movie. Um, and, and my problem was the parademons show up in that flashback. And the parademons, there's a big connotation there. You're talking about new gods, you're talking about dark side, you're talking about apocalypse. These are all things that are deep in comic book mythology. That if you aren't a, a, a normal, nerd, re- normal reader or a nerd, you, you had, would have you no, have no idea. Right. So you paid $10 and you're watching Ben Affleck take a nap in front of a computer, and then you have to look to your kid and go, what just happened? Right, and I one thing I will say about that that was kind of confusing when I thought about it is it kind of crosses uh, the dark side character, which I believe is who they're kind of playing up to with those parademons. It seems like it. Um, they kind of mashed it up with the Gods Among Us and Justice game, which you find in the video game, which is you know, for PS4, PS3, Xbox 360, Xbox One. Yeah. Um, the storyline of that game is Superman, you know, the Joker tricks Superman into killing him or something along those lines. Superman becomes bad, and now Batman leads a team against Superman. And Correct. Joker, soldiers. Joker kills Lois Lane. Correct. That, that's and what it that's, is. that breaks Superman's unbreakable heart, and he then kills the Joker. And so it kind of mix mashed that with uh, the new gods and the dark side Correct. thing into one. So it could be confusing if you're not an avid reader. And um, but if you're not an avid reader and you see it, like, oh my gosh, what is that? Like. I want to know like what happens. Like I want to know more about this scene. Like could this be something that would happen in the future? Like well, and I think that's kind of you know that's sort of my question is: Are you satisfied with the movie that when you leave you have questions that you know won't be answered for potentially two years? Right. I mean, two three years. Yeah, it's going to be about two years before the the next one comes out. Um, now, Suicide Squad comes out towards the end of the year. Man, that but, is going to be. Big and time. I think Batman makes. Some sort of appearance in that movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he does. No one said yet if it's a flashback or not. Right, so we'll have to wait and see if we get any more information about what's going on from there. Right. So is there anything else in this movie that you just didn't like besides a confusing storyline and just not being overall pleased with what they put out there? Uh, No, I mean, again, it was a great movie except for the fact that you have to kind of accept it. There's going to be gaps. There's going to be things you just don't have answered uh, until a later date. Um, and so that part kind of bothers me just because, at least in the Marvel movies, you pay 10 bucks, you sit down, and they tell you one story beginning to end. Correct. So let's, uh, let's take a break right there real quick. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk about why I like the movie and the one thing that I'm kind of confused about. Okay. I'd like to take a second to thank Gifting for Baby. Gifting for Baby is your one-stop shop for all things creative. All items are made-to-order customs from crochet newborn sets to embroidered shirts, superhero themes, to unique baby shower gifts. All first-time shoppers will get 10% off their first order using the code NERDTHUG at checkout. Gifting for Baby is currently running a special on custom tooth fairy pillows, only $18. So head on over to giftingforbaby.com today. All right, so we're back. Uh, it's Joey Savage and... Um Corey de la Guardia. We're talking Batman vs. Superman. Uh, 
the first segment, uh, Corey here was telling us what he didn't like about the movie. Uh, now we're going to get into what I liked about the movie first. So when I watched the movie the whole time, like I was interested from start to finish. Okay, like, all right. I was following the storyline. You know, they were going back and forth with this uh, with Lex Luthor. Like, what is he doing? And you got Lois, who's trying to figure out uh, what kind of strings he's pulling. You know, Batman is um, basically trying to hunt down this kryptonite. Uh, trying to figure out, um, in the middle of the movie, he gets to Lex's place and he steals a file. And uh, that's when you get to see um, some of the other metahuman um, in the world. Uh, right. We get a glimpse at Aquaman, we get a glimpse at the Flash the, for the first time, we get a glimpse at Cyborg. Um, so kind of setting up futuristic movies. By the way, real quick, talking about Aquaman, his agent has got to be the best publicist on the planet. Yeah. Jason Momoa is in this movie for... Nine seconds? Ten seconds? Maybe so, yeah. And he has spent the last year and a half having his name on the posters. Aquaman is everywhere. Jason yeah. Momoa got promotional images. We, we saw the photos of his armor on a movie poster. And eight seconds? I mean, eight it's seconds. a bull ride. Yeah. I don't know. So seriously, uh, I want Jason Momoa's agent to handle all of my contracts from here on out. Maybe he can uh, hook us up with some sponsors. Oh, man. Definitely. But so <laughs> I liked – from start to finish, I was – you know. I didn't want to leave my seat. Like, I was so involved in that movie. Like, when I walked out of it, I took both of my kids. They understood it. They were excited about it. They wanted to go see it again. Like, it was a very exciting movie. Like, oh, I think ben, ben Affleck played one hell of a Batman. Like, he was perfect for the Batman that he played. Like, yes. the guy's been doing it for 20 years. You know, I talked to a buddy of mine, and he kind of said, if you don't know, um, there's a... Flashpoint Paradox storyline to where the Flash, like we talked about earlier, um, runs through time, changes a few things, and then the whole world gets just turned upside down. Yes. And so in this new version of Earth, um, it's not Bruce Wayne as Batman, but it's his dad, Thomas Wayne, as Batman. Right. And um, one of my buddies, as we were talking, he said, I like this Batman. It reminded me more of that Thomas Wayne character. Okay, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And so, yeah, I think people were a little concerned about him cast it as Batman, but I think he did an amazing job. No, he did, and honestly, I kind of, I almost for a little bit thought he was going to be too young. Uh, I know he is, I know this is probably actually his right age, honestly. This is probably, the Ben Affleck is probably around the age of this Bruce Wayne, but he almost, I thought he was going to look a little too young considering this is essentially the Dark Knight Returns. Right. Which in the comic books is, you know, uh, a retired Batman putting the suit back on and getting back out there and busting some heads to to save Gotham one more time. Uh, but no, I, I think you're right. He nailed this. He really did. I want to go back to where you were talking about um, where has Batman been? You know, in the Man of Steel. Like, I feel like they were playing off that here's Superman. Here's the first superhero in Metropolis, and he's a godlike figure, different to the Batman of Gotham, who apparently has been a you know. He's been at it for a while. He's been at it for about 20 years. Um, and so I think that's kind of where they're like, okay, where's Batman been? Well, he's been in Gotham doing his thing. Now Metropolis has their own superhero, and he's a godlike figure, basically. Like, I mean, there was a bombing in the movie. He survived. I mean, he fought Zod. He could take down planes. Like, all the stuff from Man of Steel, everyone knows this is a godlike figure. Right, right. And so, and I think some of the flash, or some of the little Easter eggs that they dropped in the movie, you see uh, Robin's suit in the Batcave. Uh, with Joker riding on it, yeah, uh, which yeah. says, ha-ha, the joke's on you. That That's awesome to set up future stuff. Uh, the scene where Batman's getting ready to uh, fight 
um, Superman, as he's walking through the abandoned warehouse, I guess you could say, you can see some writings on the wall. If you look pretty closely, a lot of them have question marks, which we all know is associated with the, the Batman. Question. Uh, well, it's going to be associated with the Riddler. Ah, no, see, I, I took that to mean the questions see, I, there. I, I was thinking the Riddler, so we don't know, so it's some good stuff. Um, now, the one thing about this movie that I didn't really think about as I was watching, but as I've gone back and I've looked at it, it's confusing me, is how does Lex Luthor really fit into this story? You well, said it was Lex yeah. Luthor's story, but... What's his reasoning for wanting to pit Batman versus Superman? Well, I, he doesn't want to pit Batman versus Superman initially. Um, I, I kind of, I, I sort of watched this and saw that what Lex Luthor was doing was uh, he's a man of enormous intellect. Unfortunately, he's a man of inferior power. So he sees Superman to be his exact opposite, and therefore, opposites in a lot of ways. He became obsessed and couldn't move past the fact True. that Superman exists. Superman's mere existence makes Luthor almost meaningless. And with a man of an ego that big, you can't be meaningless. So, yeah, I mean, so were, he, it seemed to me his goal was to really just to break Superman. Right, and I don't know if, if we really got the full extent of how powerful Lex Luthor had become in the movie. You know, by the time the movie starts or how egotistical he was. So you just see this guy that, you know, wants to break a god, basically. I mean, he made a, a reference in, in one of the uh, early scenes where his father had to uh, bow down and do whatever to a dictator in his right, home country. Right. And he would never want to do that again. So, I mean, maybe that has, you know, he's got a thing against God himself. Uh, but then if you look back at some of the things, so in the very beginning of the movie, um, Lois and a cameraman is going to interview... Some, you know, probably a radical type militant leader somewhere in the desert or Correct. Africa Correct. or something. And um, the guy, they end up, the photographer is it's a, a CIA, CIA agent. agent. Right. Um, I think Zack Snyder has even gone to say that that was Jimmy Olsen. Because uh, he, he felt like Jimmy Olsen wasn't going to fit into this, you know. So, so he this shot him Yeah, he face. wasn't going to fit into okay. this um, this uh, universe. Note to self, Zack Snyder doesn't like Jimmy. Right. I mean, that's that's wrong. And so they hear Superman coming, so they shoot all these people. Um, there's basically these agents there that are actually double agenting for Lex Luther. Luthor. Correct. She finds this bullet, and so you think, well, okay, Lex Luthor was trying to frame Superman. Well, why would Superman shoot somebody? Wouldn't he just incinerate him with his eye beams, like trying to set him up? Um, then there's another scene where there's a disgruntled um, employee. That worked for uh, Bruce Wayne, who lost his legs during the Zod um, Superman battle during Man of Steel. Right. And Luther shows up at his doorstep, basically, after this guy had climbed the statue of Superman and uh, graffitied it, uh, defamed it, gives him some new legs in a wheelchair, and basically this guy goes into a court hearing and blows the whole place up. Well, you, you, I kind of picked up on this, though, at that point. So at this point, what's going on is... Luthor is now... The fight between Batman and Superman is exactly long enough for Luthor to make Doomsday. So here, let me go back to this, though. Like, if Luthor really wanted to take out Superman, why would he create this Doomsday character that can't be defeated to just destroy the entire city, incriminate himself? Like, does he want to kill Superman that much that he's going to release this monster in the world? I don't know that it's going to incriminate him necessarily if he comes out as the one who can stop it. Because remember, he's going to have a kryptonite bullet without Batman stealing it. He's right. going to have Kryptonite Bullet. He's going to have Doomsday defeat Superman. Then Luthor stops Doomsday. So then he 
kid put it all hero. back on Superman. He becomes the, the, the powerful one because Superman wasn't good enough to stop Doomsday, but Luthor was. So I, I honestly believe this is all a goal of Luthor's to break Superman. Superman and become the hero himself. But I also think Luthor learns about the other worlds from the ship, the other universe, or the other, you know, dark side and apocalypse and all that. And I think he recognizes this is also another opportunity for a power play for him. Because he now knows that there are other beings and worlds greater than ours. So now Luthor has an opportunity. I, I, I kind of feel like Luthor's trying to play a role where he's going to steal power from Darkseid. I can see that. I mean, I I will say that, was it Jesse Eisenberg? Eisenberg. Man, did doesn't one take heck of role. a job. Oh. I mean, that guy played... The only other thing I will say, though, is the, his Lex Luthor character almost seemed like he had a little hint of Joker in him. A little did bit, you feel a, like that? A little, a little mischief, a little mischief, a little, a little Joker mischief. in him. I mean, he delivered some great lines in the movie um, where he was talking about. Um, he, he was looking at Lois, and he was like, "You know, if, if God is all powerful, then he can't be all good. If God is all good, he can't be all powerful." Right. Um, then he we busted out with the um, psychotic line where he's like, "You know, three syllable words when a mind can't comprehend an idea that good." Right. Yeah. I mean, he he delivered some great lines, and he delivered them with some. Some zest. Where I was like, man, I I was getting behind Lex Luthor because of Jesse Eisenberg. This is definitely Lex's movie here. And uh, honestly, I think he does a great job. And I think think this is Batman's movie. And I think Ben Affleck does a good job. I just... When you walk out of a movie with questions, you're, you, you know, did you get your money's worth? I think you did. Because when I walk out of a movie like this with questions, it makes me want to see what the next product is going to be. Well, you definitely, know. definitely that avenue. You're right. They, I, mean, I want to see the next part. I, like I'm a guy. I like trilogies. I like reading a comic book that the storyline is what's, twelve. What's the word for this? Because it's going to be like what seven movies? Yeah. When it's all said and done. I like trilogies. You know, I like the Star Wars franchises continuously going. You know, I like reading Harry Potter. Like I want more and more and more of the same universe. Like I don't want an ending. You right, know, like, right. I get really upset when I get to the ending because then there's no more of this. Right. So, so now you're for me, yeah, this no, movie, no, like, yeah. some people want closure right in there. I don't need closure. I don't necessarily need closure. I want, I want to tell this story. I want, I want Age of Ultron. I don't want DC Justice League issue one to be followed by issue two, three, four, five. Six. Yeah. See, I, I want more because then also it sets up. I like this conversation. Like you, you took this away from it. I took this away from it. And I think that's what a movie is supposed to do: is to bring out people are going to see different things when they read a movie. You're going to see different things when you read books. And so, oh, for sure. So for me, this movie, um, I loved it. And I'm one of I'm on the side of the fence that's like, Zach, you nailed it. <laughs> well, on that note, that kind of sums up I think Batman versus Superman for us. Uh, Tune in next week when we spend 25 minutes talking about when Harry met Sally. You're not going to believe how I feel about the tuna casserole. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no. I don't so, want to talk Harry met Sally. What do you mean? It's no, going to be... No, no, no. I'll have what she's having? It's like a classic... No? Okay. No? Tune in next week when we're talking about something <laughs> nerdy and more interesting. You know what? we got a good bit for next week in the opening. We're going to talk politics. Oh, yes. Yes, we are. It's going to be It's going to be super... Super important. So push down a reporter, get ready for it. Uh, but stay tuned with us next, because coming up we've got Guilty Pleasures, and I've got a surprise for Joey. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music. Alright, so we're back. Uh, this is Joey Savage, and I'm sitting here with... Corey Dillon Guardia. Uh, we're going to get into uh, the next segment. We're going to talk Guilty Pleasures. 
Um, if you listen to our teaser podcast, you'll know there's some interesting stuff that goes on at my office. Right. Uh, we talked um, lingerie showers yes. on, the, on the teaser. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this week, um, we started talking guilty pleasures. And it was funny because it comes up where my boss, um, she starts talking about something that was going on um, with her friends. And she says, oh, I know I can't say anything because you're just going to go back to your radio show and start talking about it. And, uh, <laughs> she already knows it. She already knows. And so I started laughing. And then I just immediately transitioned to, you know, I was talking about guilty pleasures with uh, my wife the other day. And they just bit. They took the bait. That's it. It was it. it was Chum the water. Chunk and, and, you know, hook, sink, ladder, whatever you want to call it. Anglers <laughs> fishing and pulling them in. They busted out. So, um, but see, that's not fair because you know my guilty pleasure, and you're going to bring it up. I'm going to. I'm not going to get to your guilty pleasure first. Okay, it's awesome. It so, is awesome. It is awesome. Um, so my boss, like we, we talked about, she's an older lady, um, and she's in her late 40s, and she immediately says, "Which, by the way, that's not an older lady. That's a that's a sexy, powerful woman. Late 40s. That's that's, that's so good. she immediately <laughs> <laughs> she immediately goes into. I know what my guilty pleasure is. Like, okay, let me hear. It. She's like, I still religiously watch Teen Mom. And we just all start busting out laughing. Okay, yeah. She's like, I DVR it. I home, I watch it. I don't miss an episode. And, you know, it's just funny because, you know, you're this, you know, business savvy woman who runs an entire, you know, office and her guilty pleasure is, I'm going to watch these teen moms who got pregnant and deal with their lives. To be fair, I've seen a couple episodes and I don't watch it religiously. I don't know any of the, the people in the names. I've seen episodes. Like, when it's on, I don't turn it off. It's total train wreck. So, for any of you guys that were born yesterday, Teen Mom is a show uh, MTV put on, and I think it came out probably like eight years ago. And to their credit, MTV didn't actually get the teens pregnant. They right. were already they pregnant it. when the show found So, it, it started with one of those, um, I think it was like a true life. Yeah. It was like I'm a, a true life, yeah. I'm a teenage mom, and then people went crazy for it. So, they started this TV show where they followed these four to five teen moms and their lives, and it's just... Turn over. I mean, MTV <laughs> is good about taking the stupidest stuff and, just, and, and the masses. We love it. Absolutely. Um, now I'm not gonna lie. Whenever I was younger, you know, me and my wife, we both would watch Teen Mom. Not religiously, but you know, I'd watch it. What did you guys send in those audition tapes? Exactly. And um, no, no, <laughs> she was not a teen. Okay, we were okay. Anyways, so. <laughs> Now, I mean, I will say, I mean, I do follow some of these teen moms on Instagram. You can follow me, Joey.Savage15, because oh. they're pretty hot, you know. Are they? Yeah, some of them are pretty good looking, and some of them got some crazy stories. Now, I'm not going to watch the show, but, you know, I'll read about them, like, on the Yahoo or okay. the MSN right. News. Okay. But I just thought it was funny that that was her guilty pleasure. So, sitting to the guy um, next to me, and he's like, I just can't think of anything. I just can't think of anything. And he's like, I'm not, you know, guilty about nothing, and... And I said, well, I mean, I, I kind of see you pick your nose a lot. He's like, oh, you know what? I do like to pick my nose. <laughs> so there's this, like, late 20s guy who's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm confessing up. Like, I like to pick my nose. Now, does he eat the booger? I don't think so. No, he doesn't go that far. I mean, I've never seen it. You've never, you never witnessed a but booger. he did admit that his guilty pleasure was he liked to pick, pick his, nose. his nose. Okay, all right. And, okay. Um, so then, you know, I asked my wife, and I, I asked her, so, granted, I already knew what her guilty pleasure was. Like, well, I know what it is. It's you, right? No, okay. So, I asked her, and she goes for the same thing. She's like, well, I don't know what, I don't, I'm not guilty about anything. I don't, blah, 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 you know, given the big, I'm proud of everything speech. <laughs> and I said, your guilty pleasure, Shia LaBeouf. She's like, oh my god, you're right. Like, yeah, that's Shia LaBeouf, the movie Holes, like when we first started dating eight <laughs> years ago, literally, We'd have a few beers, 
We'd have sex, and then she'd watch holes, and we'd go to sleep. <laughs> Wait a minute. So <laughs> right? her, her post-sex cigarette was holes yeah, with not a cigarette. She's like, she's like, let's watch holes. Like, she had to watch holes, like, before she went to bed. So for, like, two years straight, I must have watched holes, what, 365 times two? You do the math. You've got I mean, the associates. It's a million. I, you know, here's my, here's my issue with that. I, did that not make you a little nervous about her as a person that she's watching a movie called Holes? Oh, it was exciting. Like, oh man, I don't it was even... exciting. You know me, I'm crazy. <laughs> you need the drama. But I mean, she likes, she loves Shia. I mean, people were like, "Hey, don't Shia LaBeouf." She's like, "Give me the paper bag over the head, Shia LaBeouf at the, the whatever awards he was at. Give me the Jesus freak Shia LaBeouf." Hey, he was no longer famous. Okay, so, give me the Jesus no freak famous. Shia LaBeouf. Give me the Shia LaBeouf that's wearing no shirt and all dirty, dancing in a box in a Sia video with an 11 year old <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. I mean, can't tell you my favorite Shia LaBeouf. Go ahead. Okay, my favorite Shia LaBeouf, uh, he recently rented out a movie theater, aired all of his own films, and then filmed himself watching them, and live aired him watching himself. That's art. For like, I, and here's the sad She part. would watch that. And There's she would so love it. There's so many Shia LaBeouf movies that this was like a, this was a commitment. I mean, it's like 30 hours of movie. I mean, he did do Transformers. Right. Movies were awesome. That right there is like nine hours. That's nine movie. hours oh, in two Jesus. movies. Oh, man. Then you got to throw in the last um, Indiana Jones. Oh, do you have to? You know what? My wife, she loves Indiana Jones. She likes that movie just as much as the originals because of... Shia LaBeouf. Man, that movie was so bad. Like, I was excited because I like... Indiana Jones was growing up. That was a big deal to us. I mean, that right. was... The, but here, let me let me little tidbit. Here's yeah. one of my yeah, secrets. Yeah. I was scared of Indiana Jones as a kid. There was one of the scenes where he falls in a pit of snakes, and from that point Why on, I was not into Indiana Jones. Like I didn't get into Indiana Jones until recently because my wife loves Indiana Jones. Right. So I bought her like the whole box set for her birthday, and we watched it. And I was like, you know what? This stuff is really good. Like I, was, I should have not been such a little bitch as a kid. Like, <laughs> I would have liked this. But there's so many times that was true of you as a kid. No, no, no. I no, mean, no. you were you were like, listen. You, you were, were like. You were a little bitch numero uno. You were like 50 pounds, skinny as a rail. I was always having to protect you. Oh, protect like, me. I oh was the Wolverine gosh. as a kid. The Wolverine. I'm still the predator, okay? <laughs> Never was I a little bitch. No, Chris Chris Williams definitely agrees you are still the predator. He uh, He's monitoring your Instagram <laughs> as we speak. Okay, so before we get into predatorism <laughs> oh, and creepiness man. and your, I, your guilty pleasure. I regret nothing. What do you think my guilty pleasure is? So I had to kind of think about this pretty hard, and I've come up with two of them. But if you, I mean, you know me, I'm pretty open. Is there anything that you would be like, okay, that guy doesn't want anyone to know about? Uh, I don't know necessarily. You know, you're pretty open about what you what you do and what you love. This is why we're doing the shows. We we don't care. But I will say, I think your guilty pleasure is, and I view guilty pleasure maybe a little bit different. You, you, this is what you take, just like. You almost feel guilty enjoying this, hence guilty pleasure. Uh, I, to me, looking at you and knowing you like a brother, I've known you forever. I would say it's how you spend time with your kids. Yeah, so that would be like the positive spin on it, you know? right? Like I would rather spend time with them more than anything, right? Yeah. You know? And you always have these lame dad stories of your proud moments, and like yeah. I enjoy it because it's fun. I Listen, I'm not going to bore any of you guys with some of those lame stories. <laughs> not yes, not episode he'll, one. He's maybe episode like fifty. Trust me, he'll start working this crap in. He, he, these kids, they're alright, but he, uh, he's, they're amazing. See, see what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, so I've come up with two okay, of my so, guilty pleasures. So what are your two? Okay, so I've just recently got into these like girly iced coffees. 
Okay. Okay. All and right. for the most part, I wasn't buying them for myself. Like, okay. you go to the gas station, I'd get one of those Starbucks Frappuccinos that's cold. Right, right. No one really sees you. It's, it's cool. Or we'd go to Starbucks, my wife would go grab it. Or, like, my boss would stop at her lunch and bring me back this girl okay. Starbucks. Okay, all right. Okay. So the other day, I decide, I'm, I'm running late to work, and I, so I tell my boss, look, I'm going to get us Starbucks. And she's like, oh, okay, so totally dismisses me being going to be like 10 minutes late. Right. That's now I'm getting coffee. Now you've got to bring something. So I go into Starbucks, okay, and I'm waiting in line. And No, wait, have you ever ordered from Starbucks before, though? Like, I've I ordered mean, from Starbucks, but not for myself. Right, through people. So every time I go to Starbucks, like, you know, when I get my wife, you know, she wants a, you know, whatever she wants, I'm always like, look, hey, my wife, she doesn't like whip. You know, like, right. I make it pretty obvious that, you know. Don't put the cream on This uh, ice chai mocha is not mine. Right. right. This is my wife. Oh, hey, my wife does not like whip. And so um, I go in there this time. And there's two guys sitting next to me, and, and they're right in front of me. First guy goes up, and he he's at Starbucks, and he just orders a coffee black. Like, why do you go to Starbucks for black coffee? Like, for the barista, right? I guess. Up the yeah. girl. Is she cute? No, not really. Not okay. at all. Not uh, this one. Okay. You know, you know what, that's what I like about Starbucks. There's like these indie chicks that are you know, kind of cute in their own way. This place was not like that. Oh, all right, okay. And so the next guy goes up, and he gets a you know some normal coffee. Give me some cream and sugar. And then here I come walking out, I'm like, oh my god, and I'm like, um, I'll take an iced uh, vanilla mocha, please. And like, Excuse me, like, I'm looking around, making sure no one's like staring at me, I'm like, I'll take an iced vanilla mocha, but it's not for me. <laughs> when really it's for me. So like, as I walk out, I'm just like, god, man, I don't want anybody knowing that I'm ordering these for myself. Right. And so now my wife, that she knows I drink these, like every time I take a sip, she's like, every time you take a sip, you're losing your man card, like. That's Do we fair. need to go to Home Depot so you can get it back? Right. And well, I was like, no, well, Home Depot I mean, sells Frappuccinos, so I mean, I guess it's manly. What? Yeah, they sell them like little Starbucks Frappuccinos. Oh, the little bottles. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah. so she gives me a hard time. So well, like, she should. It's like maybe those girly, you know, ones are, are my are my uh, guilty pleasure. That that would count. That would count. But then, so I, what is your other one? I come home Monday, and my mom is watching Dancing with the Stars. For those okay. of you who don't know okay. me, my mom lives with me and my wife and the kids. She's, you know, disabled, so we're being good children and taking care of her. Um, At least that's what I like to think. Yeah, so you guys are you guys are taking totally we're taking man. totally care of her. B- Built-in babysitter, say it out loud. So she's watching Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> and I sit down and I start thinking to myself, I kind of like this show. Like, I don't like to dance myself per se because I'm not any good at it. But I like watching these celebrities dance. Now, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to do it religiously. Like, I don't record it, sit down for three hours and watch it. But, like, you know, I find myself, ooh, this is cool. And, like, I'm calling out what the judges are scoring. And I'm getting it all right. I'm, like, getting all excited wait a minute, about myself. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I was with you when you said you watch it. You're saying you watch it enough that you can grade it? Yeah. No. So, like, I got three in a row. I was like, Mom, watch seven, six, seven. Boom, boom, boom. I was like, eight, seven, eight. It's always the old guy in the middle that gives the lower score. So if you think this chick... There's an Asian chick on there that's pretty hot. If you think she's giving a seven, you automatically go lower with the next what? guy. Right, okay. And then that so guy is just going to go on the first one. Okay. So maybe I'm just, you know, playing maybe. mind games and I know numbers. Right. But, you know, I got it down pretty good. Wow. So you're literally scoring the dancing. Like, I was, yeah. If you had just said, I watched Stacey Keeler shake her keister for an hour, I would have been like, yeah, no. I mean, that makes sense. But now you're going to throw scoring in. Oh, I, think yeah. I think we're way past guilty pleasure here. Speaking of guilty pleasures. Oh, God, I don't want to do this. Okay. We're going right. to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to reveal to you Corey DLG's guilty pleasure. Oh. I'd like to take a second to thank Gifting for Baby. Gifting for Baby is your one-stop shop for all things creative. All items are made to order customs from crochet newborn sets 
to embroidered shirts, superhero themes, to unique baby shower gifts. All first-time shoppers will get 10% off their first order using the code NERDTHUG at checkout. Gifting for Baby is currently running a special on custom tooth fairy pillows, only $18. So head on over to giftingforbaby.com today. Okay, so we're back. We got Joey Savage, Corey DLG. Uh, we're here going to talk about Corey DLG's guilty pleasure. Do you have anything to say for yourself before I reveal this? L- listen, um, she's a talented person and artist, and she's won many Grammys. I, I don't feel like I need to justify it. So this man's guilty pleasures, and I want you to picture this. This guy is like 5'9", you know, probably 280 pounds. He's got this, you know, Duck Dynasty beard going on. It's pretty awesome. Burly man. Taylor Swift is the <laughs> guilty pleasure of this guy. I mean, on his spare time when he's delivering pizzas, he's driving around listening to the new Taylor Swift CD. You even told me you pre-ordered her CD on iTunes because... Oh, Shake It Off was a exclusive. You had to pre-order it. You had, had to pre-order it. Off. This guy is in love with it. Like, it's okay to be in love. Okay, so there's some like female you know, musicians no, 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 no. I'm in love with. I want to be very clear. If I never meet Taylor Swift in my entire life and I get to listen to her albums for the rest of my life, I would take that deal. Guilty pleasure. I would take that deal. Like, there are some female musicians like, God, they're hot. I would like, you know, to have you, sexual intercourse with her. Right. But not Poor to the point Katie where Perry. I would buy every single one of her albums and, you know, listen to them as I'm driving. If they made a Taylor Swift t-shirt in 3X, you, I would probably own it. I'm going to find you. Hey, look, listeners, if you're out there, if you can find a 3X <laughs> Taylor Swift um, shirt... When we start doing our live YouTube shows, he will wear that shirt every single show. If anybody oh, out there can oh, find it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's so bad. Like, we'll be sitting around a fire drinking beer, and we got a buddy who's got Spotify, and you can put music <laughs> in the queue on Spotify. This happened one time. This happened 12 times. This happened and one time. And you can time. pass the phone around, and we'll all pick one song to put in the queue, <laughs> and we'll listen. And every time it gets to this guy, it's Taylor Swift. So you'll be getting some, like... Tupac, and then some Disturbed, and then Taylor Swift, and then they'll go to like AWOL Nation, and then you know some more popular rap songs, and then Taylor Swift. Like, I listen. There's no reason to even justify it. What's, She's, your, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Oh man, that's not fair. It's um, very fair. I'm gonna interview interview you here, real quick. <sighs> like, like my absolute. You know what, man? Like anything off the last album was great. Uh, the whole album, top to bottom. Although I do like. Um, Oh, no, I can't think of the name of it now. Oh, uh, you said you're a fan. Oh, I know. Um, it's the one where she's... Uh, uh, you know what? <laughs> I'll put it up on the Facebook page because i got to look up the name of it again. Because I can hear... Like, I, right now, she's playing it in my head perfectly, and I know I, I can see her... Like I can almost see, like, by episode two or three, the top ten or the top five music is going to be Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> Just straight T-Swift. Straight T-Swift. I mean, he doesn't even call her Taylor Swift. He calls her T-Swift. T-Swizzle when it's just... How do you feel about Calvin Harris? You know, um... Are you jealous? No, here's the thing. Calvin Harris, I want to say I saw somewhere that he made like $100 million last year DJing around the world. I got to think if there's someone good enough for my T-Swizzle. I've been into Calvin Harris for like eight years now, and now everyone knows who he is because of T-Swift. Right. In America, at least. You're welcome. Um, What's your favorite T-Swift moment? Um, you know, she got a lot of crap, but she was getting all emotional playing the piano and kind of whipped the hair around a little bit. People were making fun of that. They got their little meme with the Street Fighter guys. She was just trying to be emo. She was just trying to have a moment. My favorite T-Swift moment is when Kanye jacked the mic from her. I'm going to let you finish in a minute. And he then my rapped that. And then my second favorite is when Eminem rapped about it in the middle of one of his songs. Why? Why you got to come at her like that? I like, mean, she's just, she's just one of the greatest musicians You're a grown man. 
Right. You're but she's, 32 years old. She's incredibly talented. That's like... We won't get into that. <laughs> so now you guys know what Corey's DLG's um, guilty pleasure is. So like I said, if you can find a 3X T-Swift shirt, I will make this man wear it every... YouTube video that we shoot until this show is plugged, pulled, the plug is pulled on. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Corey has a surprise for me. All right. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music. Okay, so it's Corey De La Guardia here with Joey Savage. Yo. And we talked about, uh, we've had some interesting stuff already on the show. But now we've got a topic here. I'm going to just spring this on you here. I'm excited. Bring it to me. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I saw this and I immediately had some weird thoughts. Just a lot of it took me all I over like the place. The weird. Okay. Are you ready? So Microsoft created. Have you heard about this? Have you heard? No. I'm, so I'm Microsoft ready. created an AI for an AI for a Twitter account. They designed it to be similar to a 13-year-old girl. That is disturbing. And then they kind of just let it free. And so the idea was it would interact with conversations on Twitter, and the conversations would teach it to conversate, and it would then have its own thoughts and opinions and conversate back and forth on Twitter. Um, the, the, the girl's name was Tay. My first question, real quick: Why a thirteen-year-old girl? Are I they think, trying to catch pedophiles? Um, I think it was just sort of the concept of. Prepubescent? No, I think just the internet is very trendy and hip, and they felt like a teenage girl on Twitter is an appropriate thing. Speaking of Twitter, Vanessa Flores is now following me on Instagram. Is that... I don't know who that is, but... Okay. (laughs) She's stalking you. Good Lord. Maybe she's listening to the show right now. Oh, that would be awesome. All right, so back to Tay. So Tay is... um, She's an artificial intelligence. She's out there in the Twitter universe, and within 24 hours... Internet, the internet is so awful, right? Trolls it is just, horrible. it's a terrible place to be. You don't hang out there and you don't leave your 13 year old unattended. No. Because what happens is she starts spewing racist comments. Oh my goodness. She actually said the Holocaust was a myth. She said Hitler was right. Um, she literally turned angry, racist, and then she was also pro-Trump. Uh, like, like, within literally, uh, they said it was within 24 hours, Microsoft had to turn her off. So this literally reminds me of the Age of Ultron movie. Right. Like, right? Like, like, Tony, okay, so if you haven't seen the Age of Ultron movie, Tony Stark creates Ultron so the team can basically retire and, you know. A suit of armor around the world. A suit of armor around the world. And this AI develops itself to realize how bad us humans are. And world and, peace can only be accomplished through, uh, extinction. So I kind of think that this AI Tay, <laughs> Siding with Hitler is like, maybe he was right. Like, literally, it took just conversations with people on Twitter to turn her into a oh my racist God. bigot. Now, do you think some people caught wind, they, they figured out who it was, and so they were prompting and, like, prodding, yeah, that's the thing, trying to know, get it to go crazy? Like, I don't know how much pre-press there was to it. Did Microsoft announce, hey, interact with our new AI? I don't know that. Is I this haven't... the same AI that hacked into Apple for uh, the FBI? No, 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 no. Although, you know, if she had... She probably would have left behind a nasty surprise, like another YouTube album. Oh, my God. Yeah, it would have been bad. Uh, but so she basically goes on there, and they have to shut her down. It's so bad. So, so she likes Hitler. She sides with Trump. <laughs> she um, she literally said the Holocaust was fake. While she's listening to T-Swift, obviously. Oh, hey, come They on named now. her Tay. Listen, listen T-Swift is innocent of all this. 
But so, is this the same? Now, I did read a story where they said some AI was like, uh, we're here to take over the world or something. Did you see that oh, story? Oh, no, that would be terrifying. I'll have to, like, because look at that. My, my first thought was Skynet, right? Like, we let this inter- we let this artificial intelligence exist for one day, and already it hated everybody. Already, it was like, you're did right, it, we should kill them all. It didn't have, like, control the nuclear codes or anything. Well, not from it. Twitter. Okay. Um, I mean, but if it's AI... Now, Obama is the social president. So. But if it's on Twitter, that means it's online, it's in the net. It could be anywhere. I don't think that's how the net works. But that's what the movies tell us. Well, I, I mean, mean, if I, it's online, you can be anywhere. I have seen movies, so you're not wrong. Right? But I don't think that that's how the I mean, they could download works. themselves to, like, all over the place. All I, I need is an IP address. Are you, are you doing the senior citizen thing again where you're confused <laughs> by what actual technology is? I just... I want to know. How do I send email? I want to know who at Microsoft <laughs> I thought this was a great idea. Well, no, I mean it's 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 huge. Like, what if this thing had, had like great, beautiful conversation? What if? Like, what if it had been like? What if Hitler didn't kill all the Jews? Well, no, he did. So we don't have to go down that what if. But I understand. But this I, thing did become racist. Right. No, I understand what they did though. What they did was they really they they wanted to see if on its own. Something would develop the kind of curiosity about the world. Are you saying Microsoft is racist as well? No, I, I think they just didn't plan this out very well. Um, I don't think Hitler planned his stuff out very well either. Well, I don't, he had a pretty solid plan. He had he actually wrote it down in a book like seven years before he did it. Which, by the way, isn't there like a, a comic out there like a what if like what if Hitler didn't kill the Jews or something? Uh, if not, man, we should write that book. Like, what if we assassinated Hitler? No, here it is. What if Hitler would have finished art school? Oh, man. We need to, like, write the world's perspective. What would have happened if Hitler would have finished art school? Well, I'll tell you one thing that definitely would have happened. We never would have had to read the diaries of Anne Frank in school. Yeah, that was kind of interesting, though. Was it? Yeah. I... I like to read. I like to... Okay, there you go. I like to read, but at the same time, I just didn't enjoy... Like, you knew she wasn't going to make it. But she got her period, bro. I mean, that's interesting. But And she also said very clearly, I don't want people to ever find this diary and read it. Okay, I get you. I want to say something like very political, but this is not a political show, so no. I'm going to save that for the uh, for our NFSW sound checks. Yeah, absolutely. But no, honestly, I, I think I get what they wanted to do there. They wanted to unleash something and see like if it would become a butterfly. Do you think if they would have made it like a 16 year old boy, it wouldn't have gotten as racist? I think it would have just asked for nudes. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. better than deciding with Hitler. It, it, like you well, got. I was gonna say, is it? But I mean, you got 13 year old Tay siding with Hitler, or you've got 15 year old Jay wanting like nudes of Jenna Jameson. Right. I'll well, take Jay all day long. Well, I don't think you'd have to work that hard for those. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Twitter would just download the Google and then he would have it all. We need to get on Twitter so that we can like interact with this kind of stuff. Well, see, here's the thing. They let her back out uh, yesterday. So they fixed her. They they think they thought they did. So she's like Bucky in Captain America. And they <laughs> put her back in. They put her back in the queue in stasis. Right. And, like, re-downloaded her memory to something else. So they re-released her. Uh, 2.0. And, K 2.0. And it made Is she one- now 15. Uh, I think 13 and a half. Oh, God. Um, and she retweeted herself in excess of over 100,000 times, and Twitter shut her down for spam. <laughs> Twitter <laughs> shut her down because she kept tweeting herself. She kept retweeting herself. So she turned into a Kardashian. Wow, you know, they actually thought she was broken, but now that you... Right, she just she right. was just picking up on the Kardashians right. she just and Tay Kardashian. She just wants to bang James Harden or, or Kanye. Know. 
Kim Kardashian put a picture up on Instagram of her and one of the younger ones, Kylie, I think it was Kylie maybe, and they're standing in their, their bathroom and they're topless. Oh, but we, she's but she's blacked out their their breast. Uh-huh. Her boobs are huge. Are we allowed to like the young ones yet? They're I think they're above age, right? I don't, I'm asking. Well, they're not 13 like Tay, the crazy racist Twitter Twitter girl. Man, poor. What? Like I really want to know why 13. I don't know. Like that's I mean that's are 13 year olds like guys and girls very impressionable. Maybe that's why they went that way. I think they just thought that maybe that's just the. The youngest for Twitter? Like, maybe you can't... They should have gone, like, 21, like, college age. So they, Well, that would have been way worse. N- yeah, that would have been, been... way worse. I wouldn't have be- felt as bad talking about 13-year-old Twitter Tay. Maybe they just picked 13 because, like, they were trying to say that she's newborn, and that's the end that she could go on Twitter. Maybe Microsoft is just exploiting children. Like, you think this breaks child labor laws? It certainly breaks artificial child labor okay. laws. Okay, okay. Um... I personally would like to see my AIs at least be 21 years old. I want to go back and like read these transcripts. You think like release like a, a book like well, Microsoft, transcripts? <laughs> Microsoft tried to delete a lot of the tweets. Obviously, it was their account. You can't delete nothing. No, it's permanent. So yeah, actually, screenshots got out, and it, it, they were not good. That sounds awesome. I wish I could have been a part of this. I missed out. <laughs> just, this is why I shouldn't have a job because I miss out on all the fun stuff. Right, you could just sit at home all day and just like text me randomly and be like, "They found OJ's <laughs> knife," but it didn't. Wasn't OJ? No, it wasn't OJ's wife. It wasn't OJ's. No, it was his knife, not his wife. His wife gone. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, I'm glad you sprung this upon me because this was pretty good. Right, no, I saw it and I immediately thought, someone's got to tell Joey. Someone's got to tell me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you put the signal up in the sky like, I'm Batman. Like Someone has to get him here so we can tell him about 13-year-old Twitter Tay. Yeah, so yeah, I saw that. Do you I think Twitter Tay is going to come out with a rap album now? Produced, so. by, produced by Kanye, obviously. Can you have a, a rap album about angry things? Sure, I mean... Have you ever listened to like Insane Clown Posse or any of those guys? I mean, they get pretty angry. Or maybe Are I just get now? maybe I just get angry listening to them. Yeah, I get really angry listening to them because I think, how do these guys make a living doing? They're this? fat white guys with clown faces. Man, and they don't even they, make good. Like, rhymes. there was a moment for them. Juggalos, no, it was a huge moment. I still see people walking around with these goofy Juggalo tattoos. I'm like, ugh, oh, my trash. Boy, that was something they got to read. We're opening right? up a can of worms right now. <laughs> so be on the lookout for uh, Twitter Tay. 13's album produced by Kanye. Right. Um, also backed by Microsoft, obviously, um, with T-Pain doing the vocals. Right? It's probably going to get released on Tidal. Man, there's yep. so much they could do there. Oh, that would be great. They're going to be at a festival near you. <laughs> All right, let's take a break real quick and uh, get into something more meaningful than Twitter Tay 2.0. Holla. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music. So, I was walking out of the theater just now, and I just had something terrifying happening, so I need to let you guys know uh, to be on the lookout. This is this is real. This is not an internet hoax. This is not one of those silly memes that people post on Facebook and hand out and warn other people. Uh, I am a rational human being. I have a very strict set of fears that make complete and total logical sense. I am not a Looney Tune, okay? And I want you guys to know this is out there and happening. So I'm walking, I'm minding my own business, I'm turning my cell phone back on, I'm looking down at it, and all of a sudden, I think a fly is coming and landing on my cell phone. I'm just going to kind of shake the phone and get rid of the fly, and instead, what it was, was a freaking spider. Yeah, out of nowhere, I'm minding my own business, and now parachuting, paragliding, out of nowhere, kamikaze spiders are jumping 
from nothing and landing on cell phones. So this is a genuine threat. Uh, I'd, I'd like to just go ahead and take it up to DEFCON 5 right now and just let everyone know, like, be on the lookout. Just be alert. I have rational fears. I'm a normal person. I am scared of sharks because they'll eat you. That's like, hey, what's up? Devour you. Now your dinner. That's not cool. Uh, I'm also afraid of dark water because there could be sharks in it or something else that will eat you. Because once you're in the water, you're no longer the top of the food chain. You are now someone and something else's bitch. And I don't know... Like, I don't know how many people out there are, are familiar with the concept of just being eaten by something else, because typically it kills you. Uh, there are some shark survivors, I suppose. But I bet it sucks. I bet it's like the least fun thing that can possibly happen to a guy. So, I stay out of dark water, and I stay away from sharks. Those are just two reasonable things that I do. Because I'm a reasonable person. Also, I don't like spiders. I'm not afraid of them. I don't hang out with them. I don't invite them over for beers. I'm not like a, a spiderist, you know. I'm not trying to promote spiderism. Uh, there are probably good spiders and bad spiders. I just don't associate with spiders. I'm not familiar with the culture. I don't really know the folks or the language. So I just try to avoid it overall. Well, if they're going to be hang gliding and paragliding down all my stuff, though, that's not cool. Now we're going to have to go to war. So I need everyone to gear up, load up, get ready. We're going to have to start killing spiders, probably by the tens of thousands, if not millions. I don't know how many spiders there are in the world. I bet there's more than seven, though, and I bet there's less than a billion. Eh, maybe not. Two billion? Either way, we got to kill them all. All of them. So I just want everyone out there to know, little public service announcement, just be aware. Killer spiders. Parachuting, paragliding down out of nowhere onto your phones. Be on the lookout. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music. And you're listening to Corey DLG, Joey Savage, and obviously Harry Nico still hanging around scratching himself. Um, so we got a new topic here, Joey. You're going to surprise me here. What do you got? Okay, so March Madness is going on right now. Um, good luck to the bracketeer people. Uh, if you pick Michigan State, I, I hate to be you. I'm in the same boat as you. So, USA Today released an article entitled, Superhero March Madness. So, basically, they've taken one side of the bracket, and it's all DC figures, and they've taken the other side of the bracket, which is the Marvel figures, and kind of, you get to decide who goes through, and we find out who is the ultimate champion. So, it's broken down, just like it is in the um, NCAA. Okay. We've got um, four brackets. Um, all right. They've entitled... Metropolis region and Gotham region for okay. DC, uh, Baxter and Westchester region for the Marvel guys. Okay. So let's get into the Met Metropolis region. Let's cover that. Um, you haven't heard any of these, uh, no. these matchups. Right. So um, I'm going to go go through the matchups real quick, and then we'll take it from there. So they have the number one seed in Metropolis. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can guess who this is going to be, uh, Metropolis. So obviously it's uh, Jimmy Olsen. Right. Um, but no. Lowest lower, lower, lower lane. Lowest lane. lane. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's Cat Grant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's Superman. Number one seed in the Metropolis region. No Fair surprise enough. there. No surprise um, there. He's going up against the eight seed Black Canary. Okay. Uh, we've got the four seed Green Arrow taking on the five seed Hawk Girl. Um, and then we've got the three seed The Flash up against the six seed Shazam. 
and the two seed Wonder Woman up against the seven seed the Adam. Now, and just just off the top, uh, just reacting right away, I, I'm excited that they're pitting women and men equally here. Um, USA Today. They're clearly pro-feminist here. I mean, yeah, it, it's pretty cool that they didn't like. Okay, we're gonna take Wonder Woman versus Black Canary. Like they're splitting them up, guy versus girl. Let's let's get it done. Right. Canary. And so if Black Canary does not make that sandwich, that's do you think Jaden Smith wrote this article? Um, if he did, what was he wearing when he yeah, wrote it? So let's get in there. Is there a matchup on here um, that just stands out to you in this region? But what really surprises me is Shazam being a six seed. So because to me, Shazam is basically Magic Superman, and the idea right. that that. You know, the Flash and Shazam have to meet first round. I mean, I realized, obviously, I mean, I guess you're doing eight and eight, so 16 DC figures. Someone's going to get that odd matchup, but you got to think. Yeah, it's almost like they're the eight, nine seed in a college tournament. Exactly. But, but even a six is surprising because, I mean, again, if you're Superman, but basically magic, you, you, I mean, a six seed. I guess the only thing that stands out to me is that they pit Hot Girl as a higher seed than Shazam. Like, right, right. I mean, I if mean, you were, if, if I this, guess I could see. Is this based on? It's not based on power, obviously. Power no, level, definitely not. Because I mean, I understand. You know, you've got one woman, two. That makes sense to me. Uh, the Flash, founding father of the Justice League. Okay, that that works. Um, but you could easily have put uh, Shazam as the four seed instead of Green Arrow. Right, um, right. But then you had a Green Arrow Shazam. But I mean, either way you look at it, yeah. whatever Shazam goes up against, it's not going to be fair. <laughs> no, it's no, not. it's not. It's not. So let's start with the first one: um, Superman versus Black Canary. Uh, it's not much of a match there. I mean, hands down, he stands Superman. on. He could beat her standing on the moon. Just, um, I went through this list. He really came. Yeah, I went through this list already um, with my kids. They're very um, well versed in superhero. Couple of nerds are raising. They Proud are, of you. Um, and they went with Superman as well. They're they're pretty in tune to it. Okay. All right, so then we'll go to the second matchup. We got the Green Arrow as a four seed against Hot Girl in the five seed. Uh, okay, uh, again, Hawkman is essentially DC's Wolverine, so he's a tough dude. Uh, so the idea that his girlfriend uh, is a five seed and would lose to the Green Arrow, not really believable for me. I, okay, I'm going to go Hawk Girl. In that situation, though, let's just let's just go Superman's sometime girlfriend's Lois Lane. So that means she's going to be like super powered. Yeah, no, but Hawk Girl, right. she's not afraid to, to throw the bandages on and get in there. So she's, she's like a that, So she's like that crazy chick in the bar you don't want to mess with. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. She is the one who, when she goes wide eyed, everyone else puts their hands on their drinks and walks away. So you're going to say the five seed is going to take off and take on the four seed. Hawk yeah, yeah. I, know, I, I like Green Arrow, but yeah, I don't think it's going to. My kids, they 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 think the same as you. Um, All right. So they okay. they took Hot Girl taking over Green Arrow, which. Okay, you know, Green Arrow pisses her off, she goes crazy, and, um. So I am as smart as a fifth You're year. as smart as a seven and four year old. Okay. Okay, I'm, so. I'm taking it. Here's, here's the big matchup that you're just geeking out about, and, um, The Flash versus Shazam. I, yeah, I, yeah, I just, I mean, I, I don't know another way to say, Shazam is Magic Superman. He really is. So it's very surprising to me, the guy gets a six seed. Uh, but then he gets the tough matchup of the Flash. Yeah, I mean, the Flash is the fastest man alive. Right. Like, he can run through time. Right. I mean, so literally, he just run through time and just punch Shazam before he's even born. So he could lose and then go back in time and win. Right. So, oh man, he just goes know. back in time. He punches Shazam's pregnant mother in the stomach. Shazam's done. Right. He runs back in a time and he's standing in front of. Well, a but there, but there would always be a Shazam. Like Billy Batson doesn't necessarily have to be because it's. It's in that situation, where to be the Flash Paradox, now he's fight, fighting the Shazam kids? He could. He could. By the way, that's just a cool concept, the so, Flash okay, kids. So we're both in kind of the agreement, like... I think Shazam, Shazam would... Shazam she should win this. He should. Oh, 
My my kids, um, they chose the Flash, and I think cause well, Barry well, Allen's, they're dumb little kids, well, and they're Allen's a huge nerd. They are too. So okay, that's know. fair. That's fair. We'll we'll, we'll go uh, we'll go Shazam here though. So we, yeah, I think so. Good. I think so. All right, so let's get to this next one. Uh, I'm gonna get your take on it first. Okay, and then I'm gonna give you my take, which is the best take. Okay, all right. Wonder Woman versus the Atom. Okay, um, I think Wonder Woman wins hands down. I think she just claps her hands and he's dead. Uh, but my favorite moment in comic books is every once in a while the Wonder Woman carries the Atom. And then she has to fight, so she literally she literally just puts him in the boobs and fights, and the Adam just hangs out. He acts like it's no big deal, but I would be motorboating for like an hour. So, a little off topic, way cooler than Ant-Man getting to ride with Hawkeye's arrow. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather ride an motorboat these huge boobies of the Wonder Woman? A goddess of war at that. Okay, so you say Wonder Woman. Now, I'm going to tell you, after consulting with my um, my experts here. Okay, okay. My kids. This is going to be our first upset. All right. Okay. Okay. So I this figured, is the seven seed. This is the seven seed to beat the two seed. Okay. I figured my daughter would be like Wonder Woman. You know, oh Wonder Woman. But both of my kids said this. But the Adam can shrink. Okay. I said okay. I said okay. Okay. Well, he can just shrink, go right into her ear, punch her in the brain. She's done. You know. <sighs> so by that, I mean that methodology. Methodology right there. This is our first upset. Uh, you know, I, I like the Adam. It so, worked so, uh, for the Wasp against the Hulk and the Ultimates. So this is how I picture it. I picture your your story where they're fighting, and he shrinks down, and she's just going to try to shove him in her breast and suffocate him. Right. And he just shrinks even smaller, and just ant crawls up and just in the air, boom, punch the brain. I just yeah, love that we made the brain punch a move. Like I'm, I'm that's, proud of us. That's a finishing move now. Yeah. Um, Put that in the next Mortal Kombat. Yes, that's gonna be awesome. So, all right, so we're down to our final four in this bracket. Um, we'll start at the top. Uh, Superman versus Hawk Girl, right? We went Hawk Girl. Superman, Hawk Girl. Uh, no contest. Superman. Superman. He, yeah. yeah. He's, he's pretty much a blow against anyone who fights. For right. He, he, it's like when you watch those like reality shows and the big muscle beef head. Let's, let's like go Jersey Shore here. And uh, I don't know if anybody watches Jersey Shore if they did, but you got Roger who's just this big muscle man and his little girlfriend J-Wow who on her own is kind of a badass, but she yeah. picked on the wrong guy. She tries to pick shit with him. Like, right. Superman's just going to smack her around. You know? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's like Ike and Tina. He's just... It is Ike and Tina. It's really unfair. But you do get a number one hit single out of the deal. You do. So Superman definitely advancing on to the next round. All right, let's go to uh, Shazam and the Atom. Uh, here I would say the Atom loses because if he goes for the shrink brain punch maneuver, right? Shazam just calls down the lightning. He goes Shazam, and then next thing you know, he's Billy Batson, but the Atom is now electrocuted. To okay, death. so that brings us to the finale here. I'm going to let you make this decision since okay. you're more into DC than I. All right, you have Superman versus Shazam. This would be an exciting fight. Everywhere it's happened, it's exciting. Kingdom Come, famously, they fight. And uh, literally, the United States calls down nuclear warheads. They're so nervous about the outcome. So this is two titans going just toe-to-toe here. It would be an epic fight. Uh, like, the, the the thing that measures earthquakes would be going off half a world yeah, the away. The Richter scale? The Richter scale. This oh, would yeah. be a massive fight. But I think at the end of the day, Superman wins it. He's not happy about it. He's brutalized. He's back at the cave. Or he's back at the Fortress of Solitude, cracking open a super beer. Very unhappy. So with he's his like face. Stone Cold from the WWE, just walking, yeah. cracking beers up, and but blood's rolling down his blood's face. rolling down his face. But, but Superman wins this one, right? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay, so we've got Superman coming out of the Metropolis region. So right here, let's just go ahead and take a moment to pause before we get into Gotham. Let's go ahead and take this time to thank our sponsors here. I'd like to take a second to thank Gifting for Baby. Gifting for Baby is your one-stop shop for all things creative. 
All items are made to order customs from crochet newborn sets to embroidered shirts, superhero themes to unique baby shower gifts. All first time shoppers will get 10% off their first order using the code NerdThug at checkout. Gifting for Baby is currently running a special on custom tooth fairy pillows, only $18. So head on over to giftingforbaby.com today. Alright, so let's go ahead and get back into the Gotham region here. Okay, so we just finished the Metropolis region. You've got Superman coming out. Right, right. So we got the Gotham region. Let's go over it. Now this one, I'm, I'm a little upset about some of the first round matches, but we'll, we'll just get into it. So the first match, obviously Batman is the number one seed in the Gotham region, but they put him up against the eight seed Robin. Whoa. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, I'm not really into that. And so and here's what kind of gets weird with me. So you got these two guys are teaming up. Uh, the next one is going to be the four-seed Martian Manhunter versus the five-seed Supergirl. Whoa. So it's almost like the first four matchups, you've got Batman and Robin, who together yeah. at the time. Yeah. And if you watch the new Supergirl movie, these are the two big superheroes from that show. They put them in the first round together. Wow. But, you know, I didn't make the list. What a draw. Okay. Yeah, so uh, the next round, or the next seed matchup, you've got number three, Aquaman, versus number six, Cyborg. Okay. And then we're going to round it out with Green Lantern as the two-seed. Which I, I think that um, Martian Manhunter probably should have been the two seed here. Probably, maybe um, even the one. Taking on the seven seed Harley Quinn. Mm. Wow. Exactly. Interesting, Here's the thing that's interesting the most as you go through this. The Joker, nowhere found. No, the Joker's not even on here. Poor Jared Leto. Forget about him. Margot Robbie yeah. has stolen the world's heart. Um, so, the only just, villain? Is that the only villain on the, the whole side? The only villain is – the only side is – um, is Harley Quinn. She's the okay. only villain on the Gotham region, with Gotham, if we all know, is full of, of villains. Right. Okay, let's get into this. Batman, Robin, your take. Uh, Go. Oh, man. This would be... You would think... Depending on which Robin this is. This is universe teacher. What this, if I tell you this is the Chris O'Donnell Robin from uh, George Clooney era? Uh, not only do I want to watch this fight, I hope it lasts an hour, and I hope it's really painful, and I hope at the end they're like calling for medics and they're very concerned about Robin's health. Um, but if this is Damian Wayne, uh, the kid, the kid's a bit of a badass. He also uh, just got superpowers recently, too. There you go. Didn't even know that. So to me, it, depending on which Robin this is, it's going to be an interesting match. It's going to be a hard match for Batman because he probably doesn't want to win it. Right. But it's in his nature to win it. He's almost like Down Syndrome have to win. He doesn't know another way. It's going to be Batman, but it, it it's going to be the hardest matchup I think in the entire thing. But oh, Batman's sure. going to come out on top. Yes, yeah, absolutely. He just knows everyone. So right. Yeah. So let's move into the next matchup. You've got the Martian Manhunter versus Supergirl. I, I'm going to tell you right now from the jump, my kids love Supergirl. They chose her over Martian Manhunter. Okay. Um, okay. But I want to get your take on this. All what right. Do you think? So in the comic books, there's been a, several storylines where Superman and Batman essentially they they talk for eight seconds and agree that Martian Manhunter is perhaps the most dangerous powerful being in the entire universe. Aside from being telepathic, shape-shifting, flight, super strength, Martian vision, which I don't even know what that is. I mean, on top of all that, he can just fight you to a standstill. Right, right. Uh, now, all you got to do, though, is light a big match or a big lighter, and, and, and all of a sudden you're not so scared of him. So I'm going to give this to Supergirl on the assumption that she just cheats and heat vision and blows up everything yeah. they're fighting around. I'm pretty sure she's going to talk with her cousin before the matchup and says, what do I need to do? He's going to pep talk her. She's going to get through this one. Um, let's go to the next one, um, Aquaman and Cyborg. Uh, now, this one, it, setting matters in this match. It does. If, if they're fighting in a Best Buy, Cyborg wins. Now, when I was discussing this with, with, the, with the experts, I, I said this. All Aquaman has to do 
is throw some water on. Right, right. Yeah. Let's get into Atlantis. Let's Every in single time you've gotten a phone even slightly wet. It's done. It's done. So, yeah, I mean, if you, if you dip Cyborg made by Apple into even just the slightly moist environment, it's over. Yeah, I'm definitely... It shuts down, you gotta put them in rice for 24 hours. Yeah. It's over. I'm taking, I'm taking Aquaman in this situation. I... The setting is relevant. I'm going to take Map Cyborg. Huge, yeah. Right, Map Roll would be huge. I'm going to take Cyborg on the assumption that he is wise enough to realize, do not fight the Lord of the Oceans near water. But on the other flip side of it, the most part of Earth is covered in water. Right, but like, let's just say, if I'm, if I'm Cyborg and I know i got a fight coming up, I just hang out in Vegas until Aquaman shows a, up. I think this goes to a draw. What would he go to Vegas and he just... Earthquake, California falls off in the ocean. Now guess what? Nevada's right next to the water. Oh, yeah. right, like, right. you got to go Aquaman. All right. Okay. You, you just convinced me on the fly. We're going Aquaman. All right. So this one here, uh, Green Lantern versus Harley Quinn. Not really a match, honestly. Yeah, this is... this is. I, I would watch it if it were a movie because I'm hoping that Margot Robbie uh, is just all over it. Just in it as much as humanly possible. But I, I don't think it's really a fair fight. You think Green Lantern, then? I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. I, I, See... My experts and I feel like Harley Quinn. How does how does he screw okay. this up? What does he do wrong? How does he it's lose Green this? Right? Or, okay. I mean, if you watch Green Lantern, let's just say the New Fifty Two, he's in love with one woman, like females. He I does. Mean, and Harley Quinn is the biggest manipulator. Okay. The trickiest okay. one you can think of. So you think I she think used she can use her, her feminine her wiles. feminine her ways? Okay. In All order. Right. To trick him into any kind of thing she wants to, I, and she can be. Can I say it's going to depend on what the prize is for winning this fight? Like, if the prize is a million dollars, yeah, Green Lantern's probably going to try and sleep with her and get killed. But if the prize is like, hey, all of Keystone City needs you to win this, how Jordan? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I think, I think he puts her in her bubble and just drops her off on the sun. I, I'm pretty sure that Harley Quinn. <laughs> I think that's all he does. I'm pretty sure this is what's going to happen. She's going to walk up to him and be like, "Before we fight, I'll give you a kiss." Kisses him, poison lips. Ballgame. Okay, alright. I um now the ring does stop poison, I want to point that out. But that's okay. So you're gonna say I'm gonna say Green Lantern. Okay. So you're gonna bust my entire kid's bracket here. You just you know, Michigan State just lost. Okay. But anyways, okay. I, I got bad news for the kids. So we're up against a break coming up real quick. Um let's get in here, let's play a song. Uh we'll come back and we'll finish this bracket up real quick and get into the Marvel bracket. Okay. Alright, that sounds good. It sounds good. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music. Uh, thanks for listening so far. And um, Core DLG, Joey Savage, and our special guest always here. It's an honor and a pleasure. What, what, what did you just call him? Papa's Grande. Papa's Grande. Papa's Grande. All um, right. We sounds... here from uh, Panama to um, get this bracket talk going with us. That sounds delicious, so, uh, by the way. Yeah, let's jump right into um, this bracket Gotham region, uh, the last uh, segment we, we got down to our final four in the Gotham region. Um, we're coming up with Batman versus Supergirl and Aquaman versus Green Lantern. Okay. So okay. let's let's start at the bottom here. Okay. Let's go Aquaman versus Green Lantern. Your take. Go. This would be, again, this is a fight where setting is completely relevant. Definitely. Because if I'm Aquaman, I don't leave Earth. If I'm no, Green Lantern, I'm going to do everything I can to throw this fight into space where I then just let him suffocate and die. So, I mean, I would think even if, if Aquaman decides, I'm going to flood, whatever, I'm going into the water, okay, I'm just going to create a bubble that you can't break around you, we're going to fly up into space, and it's go time. Right. Right? It's, it's done. Right. If we're, if we're assuming Hal Jordan is fully focused and, and, and in it to win it, and he just turned down some Harley Quinn playtime, then obviously he's going to just throw Aquaman into the sea. This is a tough one. 
to call here? You think so? Let's go to the Wonder Kid. Okay. From Panama. All right. You make the call. Aquaman or Green Lantern? It's got to be the Green Man. Green Lantern it is. It is. Okay, so let's go right to the next one. See, we don't even need an explanation. He, he's the Wonder Kid. He knows. He, this is true. Um, so we've got Batman versus Supergirl now. Man, this would be fun because Supergirl is not Superman. So even though Kryptonite would still affect her, there's going to be differences. They're not going to fight the same. So there's an opportunity there that maybe Supergirl surprises Batman a little bit, but I don't think she survives the... F- I don't think she makes it out of the fight. No, I, I definitely think Batman's got this one. I mean, he's he's the John Cena of DC. Like, some way he's going to find a way to win. Right, right. He's in his prime. Batman's going to win this one. Right. Like, he's going to he's gonna roll through it. He, he won this one when he was 60 years old. So Yeah, I mean. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So that, that takes us into the final matchup of the Gotham region. You've got Batman versus Green Lantern. Man, you know, and, I, and I'm glancing down here at your little bracket here, and I see that the kids had Harley Quinn versus All Batman. the way. All the way, man. So so their fight would be a much different fight. Their uh, fight would have been I would just say... I would like they, to have seen that fight. They didn't have Harley Quinn making it out in that fight. No, I, I would like to have seen that fight. This fight, I don't feel like is going to be as close. I know they just fought recently in the Justice League War movie. They kind of tussled for a minute. And, uh, yeah, um... And that, that goes Batman's way, obviously. I mean, I think he's sly enough to remove the ring like he did in the movie. Yeah, I, I feel done. like if it's in it to win it, Green Lantern... I don't understand how Green Lantern loses most times unless they're fighting the Sinestro Corps who's kind of geared to be the counter. Right, but I mean, let's just go, you know... But also the ring runs out of power. You can only do so much with it before it's out. This yeah. is true. I think Batman so if we're going continuous fights... I think Batman can outlast him. I, you know? Man, it's all about stamina, huh? It is. It's stamina. Okay. Everything's about stamina, man. Oh, man. Stamina. Staying power. Can you last the five rounds? Can you go five rounds for the belt? Okay. I so, so I guess in this instance, yeah, alright, okay. I'm okay. gonna roll with Batman. I'm so gonna good. roll with Batman. That, that's gonna set us up with the, uh, Batman Superman in this region. Oh, so the movie. So, so the movie happens. Actually, the movie happens. Okay. Okay, but before we discuss that, um, that final, semifinal match, let's get into the Marvel side of it. Okay. okay. All so right. we're gonna go first with the Baxter region. Um, so they call it the Baxter region, yet there's nobody from the Fantastic Four in the region at all. USA Today, get your shit together, man. And get your shit together. Some apparently staying over the Baxter building, and it's not <laughs> the Fantastic Four. Uh, I guess they're still off uh, in space creating new worlds. They're in the negative zone, negative zone tourists. Um, human torches. He's off, you know, hanging out with his Creating new, new his species. New so he's hanging out with the new, he's in a new Avenger team. Um, there you go. That's true. And the thing, the thing's hanging out with the Guardians, Galactic, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that, is that um, where he's at? Yeah, he's, he's part of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and, uh, the hmm. Fantastic Family, they're, they're, they're fixing That's right, they're gods now. They're, they're fixing, they're making the universe. So, alright, so we've got, run down, let's run down this real quick here. We've okay. got the one seed, Captain America, versus the eight seed, Star-Lord. So this is clearly gonna be based on just the popular Marvel I properties. Mean, yeah, I guess because Star-Lord is the eight seed, just, I don't know, that's passive. It just feels out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Cause then you come up with the four seed, Jessica Jones, against the five seed, Daredevil. Yeah, this is interesting clearly, enough. These guys might face off in one of these Netflix shows, and I so would, that, watch, that would, I would cool. watch the crap out um, of that. And then you've got the three seed Spider Man going up against the six seed Deadpool. Which, if you're reading comics, these guys are like teaming up right now. So. Well, Deadpool loves Spider Man. I don't yeah. think even fight him. I don't think you do it. And then we, we'll, it. we'll finish it Someone's off. Gonna pay him off with some great gender <laughs> uh, equality matchup. You've got number two seed Thor, okay, against the seven seed of Black Widow. Oh, that's not fair. No, that's, it's not. that's not fair. So we're gonna that's go bottom to, number one. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go bottom to top. Um, let's go Thor versus Black Widow 
It's a blowout. Yeah, it is a so blowout. this is kind of like the Superman Black Canary, but in a 2-7 seat. Right, yes. I mean, this is how a 2-7 seat There's no way go. Black Widow, as a spy, is going to beat an Asgardian. No, God. no. She does a little kickflip thing behind the head, she shocks him, and then he calls down some real lightning. Or just hits him in the face with a hammer. Well, I mean, that's, that's a mean, little... He, could, he could probably stand there, and then she just tire herself out and then die of exhaustion. I mean, yeah. honestly... Unless... Yeah. <laughs> right. You're right. Okay, so let's go to the next matchup. Uh, let's go Spider-Man versus Deadpool. Um, here's Deadpool, the thing. Deadpool has killed Spider-Man before. <laughs> this, this, I like where, um... Yeah, no. Yeah. I like where Big Nacho's going here. But my issue, my issue is, Spider-Man is essentially Marvel's John Cena, uh, to use your reference, in the sense that he always overcomes. The thing about Spider-Man that's great is, the guy, when even when he's pushed the limits of limits of limits, he still finds a way to come out... But if we're in a fight in a death match here, the police can't help you... We're also talking about a guy who literally break, breaks fourth walls. <laughs> Deadpool breaks fourth walls. I mean, even if you cut his head off, he's still going to find a way to survive. He's going to. When's gonna the cut. last person Spider-Man's killed? So if this is to the death. I suppose in that instance, you're, yeah. you, I mean, there's no way out of this for Spider-Man. No, and he I'm probably sure. wouldn't even. He probably wouldn't even be okay with the idea of killing. Yeah. He's right. probably going out doing one of those heroic "I'm not going to fight you" yeah. scenarios. Let me take off the mask and you know. Let's hug it out, and then he's, 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 he's going to take off the mask, and then and then Wade Wilson's going to come up and be like, "Okay, you want to see mine?" Oh hey, yeah, it's yeah. Gonna be way worse. I think it's going to be a great fight to watch. Um, It'd be fun. Either. It would be fun. I mean, I've got to say, Deadpool's just going to take him out. Yeah, if it's to the death, I don't I don't see a way that Spider Man fights to the death. So I, he's going to have to lose. Okay. So we we got Deadpool going in here. So let's go, Jessica Jones versus the Daredevil. Okay. Uh, man, I just I. I love both the shows. I don't see how Jessica Jones really has a chance here. I think I think Daredevil, even though she's strong, she still takes a beating. And yeah, she's probably gonna be drunk most of the time. Yeah, I, 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 Daredevil so far, I would say is a superior fighter. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Daredevil. Here. Yeah, I would say so too. I mean, Daredevil, uh, Matt Murdock, he, he's got it, man. Like he's I think gonna so. he's gonna take her down. So, so let's finish this up with the uh, one to eight versus eight. And this is a very hard one for me. Captain America versus Star-Lord. Let me tell you. I love both these characters. I do too. I really do. Big fan of Captain America. Like, and I think Chris Evans has, has been an he, awesome Captain he, America. They, they've both been cast well in the movies. Um, it's really hard for me to pick. Like, I don't even want to. You don't want to pick. But, I mean, for me, we've talked about it all the time. I'm, I'm going to go Captain America. Like, yeah, no, I, Captain America is definitely soldier. the guy. He definitely is the guy that you want here. He's definitely the guy you want here, but I do think, uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be Captain America. So, so who do we have here? It's gonna be Captain America against Daredevil, uh, Deadpool versus Thor. Okay, so Captain America against Daredevil, it'd be a fun fight, but every time they have matched up in the comics, it's gone Cap's way. Yeah, Steve Rogers definitely. He's, yeah, he's gonna take it on. So that leaves us with Deadpool versus Thor. It would, it Your would thoughts. be funny. It would be a fun book. It wouldn't be a fair or close fight. You don't think so? No, I, I really don't. Because Thor, as an Asgardian, they have killed before. Yeah, but so, if there's one way to kill a god, it's to get the god-killing axe, right? Okay, all right. So okay. I could see Deadpool as a mercenary. He knows I've got to fight this guy. The only way I can kill him is to have this weapon on me. I could see him pulling out this god axe and just taking it to Thor. All right. Um, I mean, if he if he gets his hands on the right equipment... Then he's in every fight. I mean, so if he's got the opportunity to prep for the fight, I would say Deadpool. Okay. If it's, I just got done taking out Spider Man, and you turn and on a Thor, Thor drops just, out. Yeah, Thor who just won in a five second matchup. 
he's the fresher guy. I guess we'll go Thor in this instance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I'm gonna, I'm going to go Thor. I'm okay. gonna say Thor. So we'll take Thor in this instance. So that leaves us with finishing up this bracket: Captain America versus Thor. What a juicy fight that would be! That, that would be would exciting. Be great. I would love to see that. Um, but who wins it? Who wins it? Man, like the nerd in me says Captain America, but the realist in me says Thor. This is a fa- this is a close fight. I, I'm going. I'm if gonna, we're in an octagon. Who wins the fight? I think Thor. At the end of the day, Thor is a warrior before got, he was anything else. You've got a god warrior versus a, a super soldier. A super soldier. I'm going to take Thor. I'm going to take Thor. Okay. So, I'll have to agree on that one because, I mean, Cap can block it, can block with his shield, but, I mean... At the end of the day. You, Thor, Thor swings once, blocks it with his shield. He just punches him in the face. He's, he's flying around. Okay. So we'll take Thor moving on from that, um, that bracket. So he's going to be the Baxter Region champion. Alright, so let's take a break here. We'll pause, give a thanks to our sponsors, uh, big shout out to them, and then we'll come right back and we'll finish up the last bracket and we'll do our final four. I'd like to take a second to thank Gifting for Baby. Gifting for Baby is your one-stop shop for all things creative. All items are made to order customs from crochet newborn sets to embroidered shirts, superhero themes to unique baby shower gifts. All first-time shoppers will get 10% off their first order using the code NERDTHUG at checkout. Gifting for Baby is currently running a special on custom tooth fairy pillows, only $18. So head on over to giftingforbaby.com today. All right, so let's let's go ahead and summarize here. Who are the three out of the four that we already have picked? So far, so far our finals are Superman and Batman. Okay, on the DC side. DC side, and we've got Thor as the Marvel champion. All right, so, so let's get to who's fighting Thor here. Okay, so now we're going to go to the Westchester region. Let's round it out here real quick. You've got the number one seed Iron Man taking on the eight seed Ant-Man. You've got the four seed Captain Marvel versus the five seed Doctor Strange. Okay. You've got the three seed Wolverine taking on the six seed Scarlet Witch. Wow. And then you've got the two seed the Hulk going on the seventh seed the Falcon. Now, I feel like this is the best of the Marvel bracket. Uh, this is an exciting bracket. This I like is, these matchups. The the I like these matchups. Yeah. Um, Poor War Machine, though. No love. Yeah, no love? you know, I mean, they went with the token Falcon I, instead. I guess if you're going to go Iron Man, you don't have to have two armors? Is that the deal? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess you don't need... War Machine that. isn't as important. Oh, man. Wow, that's wow. racist. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I'm picking one black guy with the other black guy. <laughs> hey, hey, they could have both been in here, man. It's not one or the other. Who would you replace? Uh, you know what? That's a fair question. I think I would either replace Doctor Strange or Captain Marvel. You know what? I would definitely not put Doctor Strange because I don't see him being like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll do this battle of the heroes. Like, right. Especially considering in the new relaunch, magic is about sacrifice. So every time he wants to do a spell, he's got to give something up. I would have much rather have seen um, another Guardian of the Galaxy in here. Okay. Gamora. Uh, Drax. Gamora. Groot. Not Groot. Like... <laughs> he doesn't even know what he's doing. Yeah. He'd be very lost. But I think if they would have put Drax in here, together. if they would have put Drax in here, it would have been uh, a bigger, um, another brute. Of, right, of thing. right. Um, Gamora, I think, would have been But how exciting watch. would that semifinal be of Wolverine Drax or Wolverine yeah. Gamora? Oh, that so, would have been. So you're going semifinal already, Wolverine's in there. Okay. I, yeah, um, I mean, we got to play would, it out, but I think so. I would really have liked to have seen Black Panther instead of Oh, man. That, that would have been, been a fun one, too. That would have been a good one. That would have been fun. Alas, he's So who's, who do we got? So Iron Man, Ant-Man. It's It's Iron Man all the way. But he can shrink, Ant-Man. Listen, listen. I understand that your kids have established that at a they very small told, size, he's hard to they, hit. They told me that, and I said, well, how is he going to get in the ear? He's got a, a, a mask on. Right. Like, oh, okay, Dad. Well, 
Iron Man's got this one. Right. So targeting systems. Well, you notice even Falcon could target the Ant Man. So the Iron Man is is a much better version of the Falcon. Yeah, definitely. So if he could target him, he could shoot him. Right, so, uh, so yeah, that's that's dumb. Um, Captain Marvel versus Doctor Strange. Now, I if we're doing in the comic book version where magic requires sacrifice, I think Doctor Strange goes big, makes a lot of sacrifices of different sorts, and just like chops off Captain Marvel in the sun. I think I've said it like four times. I don't. In these fights, everyone gets chopped off in the sun. That's how it ends for me. The sun is going to be a very crowded, burny place. So, a lot of yeah, superheroes. We, we, we went with Doctor Strange as well. Um, but I think all that sacrifice. Let's just finish this side out real quick because all that sacrifice. Oh yeah, he's, he's, it's he's like he just went five right. rounds with with Tyson for sure. He, he's he's given up a lot of energy or somehow. And, yeah, exactly. survived and won this matchup, and then he shows up against a fresh Iron Man. Right, I'm pretty sure Iron Man just one shots pulses him. It's done. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's going to be any real challenge there. I think Iron Man is is confidently in the wherever that semifinals already. Semifinals already. Fired. So he's rested, okay. ready to go. Hasn't so really done anything. We're getting into the last uh, two matchups here. Um, I'm pretty sure you're going to pick the same people as me to win, which is going to set up a classic semifinal match. Okay. Wolverine, Scarlet Witch. Who do you think? If this is House of M, Scarlet Witch, uh, I don't think anything could ever beat her. But this is not. But this is not. This is this is the movie Scarlet Witch in the photo USA Today provided. That means essentially. She is Dark Phoenix in X-Men 3, who Wolverine already has killed. Yep. So I'm going to go Wolverine here. Definitely. Um, Hulk and the Falcon, I think this is a no-brainer. I think it's oh, kind of similar. It's, it's, <laughs> Falcon all the way. It's kind of similar to um, our Superman Black Canary matchup. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a pretty unfair fight. The Falcon, if you're in this tournament and you're the Falcon, you're not even happy you're in it. No. You're looking around and you're, you're wondering like why the they team didn't... That I made it to the tournament. Right. Now you're playing number one Duke. Yeah. So, what, oh, well, at that thanks. point, you're calling Black Panther, you're calling War Machine, and you're asking why they didn't take yeah. the call. Let me, I'll sell you my <laughs> spot. the last right. one they could get. Yeah. So, real quick, we're, we're getting close to a, a quick break going into our uh, number nine song on the countdown. This sets up the classic matchup here, Wolverine versus the Hulk. Okay. All right. So, every time this has happened, it's been pretty brutal. Wolverine, though, at one point... Did essentially kill the Hulk, and they had to give the Hulk a healing factor to kind of m- make sure these two iconic characters didn't just stop right there. Right. Um, but they also fought, and the Hulk has <laughs> beat the Wolverine's brain into that of a hundred-year-old boxer, and it took him a minute to heal from that. This would be a fun fight, man. I, I'm going to go Wolverine, but at the end of it, he is in he's in trouble. He's not got, well. So we got thirty seconds to the break. You've got a battered and bruised Wolverine walking up against a what we think is a fresh Iron Man. Given that scenario, I think Tony Stark finds like three different ways to blow up. Three different ways. So if we look at this as a Iron Man competition, um, Iron Man has Whoa, got two did quick, there. you know, and easy matchups up against Wolverine who just came off the Hulk. Um, it's a no-brainer. We got Iron Man in the final four. Let's go ahead. Let's actually let's let's bump the song back a minute here, Nico. If that's all right with you, and let's just go ahead and wrap this up then, because we got we've got a really good final four here. Okay, so our final four. Um, we'll start with the DC. You've got the classic Batman versus Superman. I mean, I hear this conversation even from people that I don't even watch yeah, comics. people who don't even know comics at all, but they know Batman, Superman, right? And everyone has a side. Everyone who's does have a side. You're 100 right about who's that. Who's side are you? So, there's been scenarios where they laid out where a weakened Superman against a ready Batman. If that's the scenario, which it is because he just fought Shazam, then Batman wins. 
But if it's a ready Superman and a ready Batman, I'm going to take Superman. You think so? I mean... He knows he's got to keep his distance. He knows the tricks and the gadgets and the games. So we'll look at it, we'll look at it this way, okay? When you get to the Final Four in NCA, you get to the Final Four, you've got like a whole week before you play, right? Right. So, you, so Batman's got a whole ready. week to Essential, so, right? They show up to fight each other, and Batman has a kryptonite suit on. If I'm Superman, I'm, I'm in orbit... I'm hanging out, and I'm just literally, I'm dotting lazy beams. You don't get to choose, you know, you don't get to choose your, your Well, setting. you don't get to choose it, but Superman can literally fly but into space. But you gotta space. get in the center, you gotta touch gloves. Okay, alright. You gotta touch gloves. So you touch gloves, you gotta, you're, you're weakened. Lex, Lex Luthor Lex has Luthor. a kryptonite-powered suit, and he consistently loses. Right, this is true. But Lex Luthor's And gets cancer. Okay. <laughs> Let's point that out. But he's not He bad. keeps giving himself cancer, too. But he's not bad. All you right. Have a point there. He's not bad. He's not bad. I, I'm going to stay Superman. No, he's definitely I'm going to stay Superman, which is actually counter to probably how I've answered this question a hundred times. I'm going to go with Superman just as I'm sitting here. I don't picture a scenario where if they're both ready. They both had a week. Superman's not going to give himself up like that. Okay, so you're going to take Superman. I'm going to take in the finals. Okay, you're you're a company guy, so that's okay. Bah. So we've we'll got we've got Thor versus Iron Man. Okay. Now, in the comic books, this fight happened uh, about five years ago, and it was like two pages and done. Thor literally creates an EMP pulse, shuts down Iron Man's armor, takes the mask off so Tony can breathe, and he leans over and he says, that's what happens when you fight the God of Thunder. It's, it's two pages. It's not even close. That's, that, that's solid evidence right there. I can't say anything. Uh, I, having witnessed that, even like an extremist Iron Man, I can't picture a scenario where he goes toe-to-toe with Thor... At that point. Literally, Thor just turns them off. Just, boom. Turns them off like a light switch. Like a light switch. That's Which is awesome because that brings our final matchup with the alien from Krypton versus the Asgardian god of thunder. Wow. Wow. This is an intense. You know, you know who loses this? You know what? I think before we even give an answer, okay, let's give people an opportunity on the Facebook page to give us their thoughts. Absolutely. Please, next go on the week, Facebook page. Next week, we'll come back. We'll take their answers. We'll give our thoughts on the, on the answer. You can make them wait a week. We're gonna make them wait a whole week for the for the answer. For the answer of this, yeah, man. So listen, guys, if you're listening, I want you to go on the Facebook page. It's Nerd Thug Radio. Leave your comments. Uh, we're gonna take some of those comments. We'll read them back in the show next week, and we will touch back and let you know who we think wins between Superman and Thor. I'm gonna go ahead and say insurance companies worldwide. That's who loses. Because they've got to rebuild all of this after it's all said and done. They probably they probably started a new galaxy with the with the blows that are going to be dealt. In this this is going to be great. We're going to get everybody a week. This is going to be awesome. This is exciting. Corey, take us to a, take us to a song. All right, let's get out of here. We got uh, we got. This is going to be probably it for us today. I do want to go ahead and thank everybody for listening. Uh, big shout out to Gifting for Baby. We love the support, and we're very proud to have you guys as a sponsor here on the show. Uh, man, it's been such a cool thing to get started on this. This is our first episode. I hope everyone appreciates it and can ignore whatever hiccups maybe uh, you're, you're finding. Feel free to meet us on or join us on the Facebook page, Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, always look up Joey Savage on most of the uh, different uh, social medias. And I'm Corey DLG everywhere social media-wise. Feel free to like us, join us, follow us, click us, link us, whatever you want to do. Tweet at us. We're going to get some stuff set up. Also, be sure to comment on the page who you think is going to win that fight between Superman and Thor because that's going to be that's going to be a big thing. That's exciting there. And then just to round this out, this is 
proof that my guilty pleasure is truly Taylor Swift. The number one song on my iTunes playlist from my whole library. Ugh, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I, I truly, really am here. But it's um, it's Taylor Swift's Shake It Off. So that's going to be leading us out of here in a minute. <laughs> oh, man. So that's going to take us home. That's going to be it for us. I do want to thank everybody. I want to thank friends and family. I hope everyone's listening. I hope everyone's having a blessed Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your day off. Check out our podcast. It's going to debut tomorrow. Uh, if all goes well. If not, maybe a little bit later than that. But hopefully tomorrow. Also, we're going to try and get some stuff up on YouTube this week. We're going to be all over the Facebook page, though. We're going to be having a lot of fun with this. This means a lot to us. I want to thank everybody one more time. Week one, done. Tune in next week. We're going to talk politics in a pretty unique way. Don't don't count us out just yet. But then also on top of that, we're going to talk Netflix. We're going to talk nerd because that's what we do. All right. That's, this is Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music. Talking nerdy to you. Shake, shake, shake. Yeah. Oh. Cause the-